Hi, um, I'm Colleen. Um, I also go by Mickey, Recovering Compulsive Eater and Bulimic. And thank you, Tusa, for um, having me, for asking me to share. It's always an honor and a privilege to be of service to this program. And since I don't need my classes, I won't learn anymore. I have um, photos to pass around because I really identified when I was new of like people's recovery because it is a physical, uh, mental, emotional um, disease. And as some of them, as you like, well, you'll see the photos. Like one photo is like literally a month. This is a month apart. And um, like I have, I'm 10, 20 pounds thinner, and I've been 40 pounds heavier. So my disease shows up in my my photos. And I have a little bit of a cough. I woke up with a cough, so I'm gonna have to take sips every now and then. <clears throat> okay. So this briefly, what it used to be like. Um, if you don't identify with my problem. Um, no, I couldn't, if I didn't identify with your problem, I couldn't identify with your solution. So, <clears throat> as a compulsive eater, I've eaten out of the garbage can. I have, um, eat, something was on the stove, something was in the microwave, and I'm like eating like this. I burned my tongue on a hot pan. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, you know, at Thanksgiving dinner, I'm eating off other people's plates, eating their pies. I would, um, I've eaten in the bathroom, I've eaten in, um, at work in the closet, I would break off a chocolate bunny ear and then go back and break another chocolate bunny off a ear and by the end of the day I've eaten the whole bunny. <laughs> um, I have traded Barbie dolls for year old candy. Um, yeah, that's, that's how old my disease started. Um, I also have the bulimia side, so I, when I was, um, thank you. Um, you know, back in the day before c- computers, um, I would make charts and graphs and like, this is what I would eat, this is how much I weigh. You know, by the end of the, the cardboard paper, I would be size zero. I'm 5'10". I will never be size zero. <clears throat> and um, so I also use laxatives. I would use other things for their side effects. And I realized, right before I came into program, I realized my life was unmanageable. When I have feces in my pants, because I've used laxatives and can hold it, I think my life's a little unmanageable. And I'm so glad, I'm so humbled that I was able to, he hit my bottom to be desperate to do anything that my sponsor suggested for me to do. And if you're new and you're struggling, you know, pray for the desperation to hit your bottom or pray for the desperation to change because pain and suffering is what made me decide to do different. And um, as I said, my weight, my weight's been up and down. Um, briefly, not that my abstinence matters, but I have an abstinence. That's what I want to talk about for two seconds. There's no binging, purging, or dieting. When I diet, it makes me crazy and I end up binging and purging. However, I do have a food plan. And uh, my food plan is, um, I'm gluten-free and sugar-free now, but I've been in program 14 years, and i just recently been doing that the last three, four years because I have other health issues that that diet has helped relieve my other problems. And I just want to say, like, my first abstinence was no blueberry muffins. And that's all I, that was good at that time. And then I realized, what else is not working for me added to the abstinence? What's not working for me? add to the abstinence because really food is just the the is not wasn't the problem but it was my solution 
And so now I have a food plan, which I mentioned. Um, I also, um, I have a weird job and I don't, I don't get to eat. Like people say, I have breakfast at 6 and lunch at 12 and dinner at 5. That's not my life. I'm told when I get to eat for my job and it could be eight hours before I eat. So self-care is one of my big tools. And so I, um, I make my food, I make my, my almost husband kind of laughs at me because I have to have my, like I'm making rice and I have a rice, rice cooker timer to like get my meals ready. So I have workable solutions all the time. I know I can go to Starbucks and coffee bean because they have yogurt and they have foods that work for me when, I have, when I'm stuck. And I've learned that I need to eat a snack so I don't come home and eat the whole house. And those are just some of, some of my experiences that work for me. And I was just so grateful that my first sponsors didn't lock me into, you have to eat this, you have to eat that. Because that wasn't my problem. And my, through my own experience, I learned was what was working for me. And I kept saying, what did I learn here? What did I learned today? Oh, I ate the house because I was so hungry when I got home. So I bring a snack. Um, so I do use the tools. And... Um, well, the time's going by quick. Um, I use the tool that I've done the steps several times in program. Just, I do have a brief history of um, breaking. I had uh, four years of abstinence, and I traveled around the world, and I was abstinent because God is portable. He can go everywhere. But then I was in a, I was a nanny in Switzerland, and um, it was not a good situation, and I stayed. But then I started doing the old behavior, started sneaking cookies. My, my life became unmanageable because the store closed at 6. I ate the whole box of cookies. How am I going to replace the cookies by 6? So I had to go to like five stores running around trying to find the cookies that I replaced. And um, so I, I broke my abstinence and it was, I was only out for one weekend. But I binged and purged my way to um, Zurich. And I realized I do not want to do this again. Like I, even in recovery, my disease is doing push-ups. Actually, my disease is triathlons. It is cunning, baffling, powerful, and when I just when I just when I choose when my will wants to act up and say have that cookie, then that's that's where I'm going to go. And so, um, you know, I've discovered in this program that I have a fault-finding, opinionated self, huge self-will that will take me to the depths of my insanity. And it starts with, oh, that's okay. You don't have to go to a meeting. It, then it's like, oh, okay, you can have that, you can have that treat. You don't need to make your meals. That's where the, the negative the self-will starts taking over. Then the negative thinking comes in. Program doesn't work anyways. But it, what, you don't need to go. And that just spirals me into my behavior. I start acting out with food. I start driving like a crazy person. And I'm restless, irritable, and discontented. And so what I, luckily when my food now, when my food starts calling to me, it's like, what's eating me? Oh, I'm, I'm resentful of that my coworker did this to me. So now I'm eating over something my coworker did to me. That's not the solution. The solution is do a mini third and fourth, uh, do a fourth step, find out what, what, I'm, what I'm resentful at. How am I doing that? Avoiding, gossiping, complaining, silent scorn. And then I get to see... I ask God to help remove those character defects and change my behavior. And one thing I've learned is I have, I'm so glad that um, when I came to program 
that I had to, they said, get your feet to a meeting because it was the right action that changed my behavior. It was the right action that, that led me to better food choices. It was the right action that changed my thinking, that changed my way of doing things. Because I cannot think my way into right action. I've been thinking my way into right action before I came into program, and it got me into feces in my pants. So that obviously was not a solution that was working for me. Um, and so one thing, like, I'm so grateful for uh, prayer and meditation. And something I realized is, like, right here, right now, I'm at peace. Right here, right now, my highest power is with me. Right here, right now, this moment, this is all I have is this little moment, and I'm abstinent. And then I get another moment, and then I get another moment, and then I have a minute, then I have hours, then I have years. And so I, I'm learning to pause. So when I'm running out the door and I'm crazy because my mind is trying to think of everything I need to do instead of just pausing, asking God for help, and then just do, oh, I have this, I have that, I need to go to the door. I work full time, I go to school, I moved to South Bay, so I'm like crazy person all the time. And so I've really learned to like pause and um, you know, with my food I was you know, when I, I always wanted to when I, when I wanted to lose weight, my sponsor would tell me, Go to more meetings because the solution is not in the food. The solution is not there is no perfect in my opinion. There's no perfect diet plan. There's no perfect food plan. There's no perfect abstinence. It's what works for you and your higher power. And if you're honest and, and behave in a, um, or not you, me, when I behave right size and I have right thought, right action, right behavior, I'm, a, I'm in line with the spirit of my high, higher power. And... Um, Either I'm transmitting the disease or I'm transmitting recovery. There is no middle ground. So when I start behaving in traffic like honking my horn and <clears throat> trying to cut people off, I'm, I'm, I'm not in the spirit, the sunlight of the spirit. I'm not in the way it's my self-will taking over again. And so um, I've had a couple car accidents and I've humbly had to learn these, <laughs> these things. And... You know, I was, um, I was in a car accident, and I wasn't paying attention. I was rushing, and, you know, it's like, hurry up, let's go. And so my, where my part is is that I was um, being very selfish and self-centered, and I wanted everyone to get out of my way. And that's the disease of my program. Every, that's where my disease lives is get out of my way, hurry up, why aren't you doing it my way? And I've realized like that's where my that's where the thinking came from initially, and then the food I would eat over the food because you're not doing it my way, or it's not I'm thinking, you know, food's my solution, and my delusional thinking gets me in tr- trouble all the time. My delusional thinking is, if only I was a size zero, my life would be better. If only he would do what I want him to do. If only, you know, I could lose some weight. So I lived in the if onlys, and I lot. You know, I do regret that I left a lot of part of my life living in the if-onlys and delusional thinking and not living my life. But today, I don't do that. Today, I choose to do different. I choose to do things differently. I choose to say yes instead of no. And say yes, and if, I don't, if I'm invited to a party and I'm not, I don't really want to go, I go for 20 minutes, say hello to everyone, 
you know, bring the a tr- uh, flowers to the host, and then I can decide to go home if I want to go home. But by going there, saying hello to everyone, I usually stay because I've already, I'm already acting the way that I w- my higher power would want me to be. <clears throat> and in my prayer meditation, so I'm kind of jumping all over the place here. In my prayer meditation, I ask my higher power to give me the strength and courage to do whatever it is I need to do today, to be the woman that my higher power wants me to be today. And to be right size, have right thought, right action, right food. And I real, you know, with time and program and, and doing these things differently, I know that right now I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I'm exactly this, like my disease would always say, oh, you need 10 pounds lighter, you need me 10 pounds lighter. Right here, right now, I'm the right size. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And all the challenges that come my way are exactly what my higher power has planned for me. And it's, it's, um, and sometimes I have to repeat the same lesson over and over again. And that's with the food. Like I had to learn that, you know, there's no such thing as one cookie for me. It's like a, you know, bag of cookies for me. And so, um, I've learned that it doesn't work for me, so I changed my behavior. And change my think, or and then that helps change my thinking. Um, let's see. So a little bit about my program. Um, I've done the steps several times, um, and each time another onion has been remo- uh, been revealed. And so I'm sorry that I'm speaking not straight to the newcomer about how my food has made me so crazy. But right now I realized that right now my my biggest problem is my thinking. My disease lives in my mind, and it tells me um, I'm not good enough, I'm not valuable enough, I'm not lovable, I don't matter. And so I operate out of fear, and I try to, like right now I'm in school, and I have to, my mind tells me I have to do everything perfectly, that if I don't get an A, that I won't be loved, I won't be acknowledged. And that's really old behavior, and really old thinking, and so... In these rooms, the tapes have changed. I see other people's recovery and how they change and what they say and what they do so I can hear that there is recovery and there is freedom from food and body obsession. And I do, most days, I do have freedom from body obsession by working the steps, by prayer and meditation, taking calls, working with others, using the tools of the program. And... Um, so I'm just so grateful that I have freedom from food and body obsession and that I'm willing to do differently. I'm willing to do the contrary action because, you know, we build the spiritual muscles just like we build them in yoga or lifting weights. It's like you don't really want to go and you go anyways. <laughs> and by doing the thing, the contrary action gives me the experience of doing it differently again. Giving me, oh, that time I didn't have the cookie when I wanted a cookie. I made a call instead. It comes up again, I make another call. And eventually I'm abstinent. And it's that um, spiritual exercise and making coffee and putting away chairs and going to meetings. For one, when I was new, what I was abstinent for one hour just by coming to the meetings. And then I got another hour. And then I got another hour. And then I got a week. And so um, my abs- I've had the same abstinence now for nine years. And um, I've been in program for 14 think or longer and I lived in a food coma I have I have lots of times in my life where I don't remember what happened 
my sister remembers phone numbers and who was there and what they were doing. I have no idea. I remember the cake. <laughs> but I don't remember like what it was about or who was there. And I realized I lived all in my mind. Because my mind was telling me, oh, have the cookie or you're not thin enough or you're not good enough. So I couldn't be present for what was going on. And um, let's see here. I'm really all over the place today. I apologize for that. Um, so my prayer and meditation, even if it's one minute of concentrated meditation, and this, maybe it's just breathing. Maybe it's just, like if you sit quietly, you can feel your heart beating. And so sometimes that's all I need to do. And it's really just the pause. It's help me get out of self-will and self-thought and ask my higher power to um, bring me the strength and the courage that I need to do whatever it is I need to do. I have work in a very challenging situation. And um, on my own power, I'm tired. I'm irritable. I want to avoid. I don't want to bring you another blanket because you've had 50 blankets already. And when I'm in God's will, I'm willing to do the contrary action. I'm willing to make you, uh, bring you the, bring the other blanket. Bring you whatever is the right thing to do instead of what my negative, fault-finding, unsatisfiable mind wants to do. Um, and so with the unsatisfiable mind, they're like, when I'm an unsatisfied mind, I'm not the right weight. I don't have the right house. I just recently moved to South Bay. I have a lovely almost husband, a dog, a cat, a yard, and a garage, like beyond my wildest dreams. And um, when I'm an unsatisfied mind, nothing is good enough. The house isn't clean enough. The, you know, my, my husband didn't take the dog out. You know, all I can think about was what's not right, how the world's against me. And that's where my unsatisfied mind will go. The food isn't right. The food isn't perfect. Um... And when I'm in that mind, I'm not very, I'm not very fun to be around. Like, who wants to be around someone who's negative, fault-finding, complaining, silent-scorning all the time? And when I'm in my disease, that's where I go. Gratefully, most of the most of the time, I'm not there 24 hours a day. It does, it does come up, and when it comes up, I ask God to please remove it. Like, I don't do the removing. I don't, but I do the effort. I do the prayer and the meditation. I go to meetings. I do the step work. I call my sponsor. Um, I work with others. And that's how I am changed. But I don't do the changing. Like when people say, oh, I'm changing my character defects and I'm going to tip more so I'm not so greedy. That's not, not necessarily how that works, in my opinion. How I get removed of greedy is give my time, show up when be on time. Um, when I say I'll be there at 8, I'm there at 8. I'm not at 8.15. I'm not at 8.30. Um, at work, I do all my charting. And so I'm doing what I ask to be do at my, my work. And, um, and that's how my character defects are lifted, by doing the contrary action and doing what's asked of me to be to do by my sponsor, by my employer. And um, let's see what else I want to say here. For meditation and that. Um, I think I'll just end it here and have more time for questions. Yeah? Okay. Thanks for letting me share. This is the time for questions only. 
There is no sharing at this meeting. If you need to share, please do so with any of us after the meeting. Also, please remember that the opinions of the leader are my own and not those of Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. Please remember if you ask a question, your voice may be audible on the OA podcast. Okay. Questions? Yeah. The question was briefly that how do I deal with the end of the day um, exhale and want to treat myself basically with food because I've had a long day. Um, so what I do with my, I work 12 hours and I have a long commute so I'm basically gone 16 hours a day and a lot of it is self-care. I um, pack breakfast, lunch and like two or three snacks. And I make sure they're sturdy meals. And for me, a sturdy meal is like oatmeal and two eggs for breakfast. For lunch, I have a protein starch and a vegetable, a fruit, a yogurt. And then my snacks are yogurt, fruit, nuts. Um, and sometimes I bring more, more food that I, I'm going to eat just because I don't want to be in an unworkable situation. Or if everyone's eating cakes at someone's birthday, I can have my little package of nuts or something like that. So... Um, when the days I have the opportunity for I go back and quickly eat something. So around, I ha, I, my lunch is between 11 a.m. or 3. So if I have an early lunch, I have my snack at 3 or 5. If I have the late lunch, I might need a snack like at 11. And then around 5 or 6, I have a, um, one, of my, one of my snacks, a yogurt and apple or something. And then for the commute home, I have a piece of fruit. And then I eat dinner when I get home. But by doing all the snacks, at, at home, I'm not eating a vat of food when I get home. Because I, I eat dinner around 9 o'clock at night, time I get home. So, um, and I leave my house at 5 in the morning, 6 in the morning. So, um, by being prepared, doing the self-care, doing the shopping, preparing my meals, having foods that work for me, is what I do. Mm-hmm. In the back of the How do you sponsor? How do I sponsor? Um, the question was, how do I sponsor? I usually, uh, when I talk to someone, I say, let's try to work together for 30 days and see if it's a good fit. Um, for a lot of people, my schedule isn't working for a lot of people. And then, um, you know, I sponsor the way, I try to sponsor the way I was sponsored. Um, I recommend three meetings a week, call me every day. <coughs> find a food plan and abstinence that we can work together and finding out how, what works for you. Um, and I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not your social worker, I'm not your banker, I'm not your financial planner. Um, I focus on the, the steps and, um, and I do a, a third, I do the fourth step for the third and fourth column and um, sort of a general way how I do it um, and then uh, but I don't 
I don't let you just talk about the story. And I think a lot of times, a lot people just talk about the food and the food and the food and the food and the food. You get one minute on the food, and then what? 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 How do the tools of the program, our higher power, prayer meditation, guide us to a different behavior, different thought, different action? Because it's all about doing different and being different. Because our, our old delusional ideas isn't working for us. And so we have to be willing to do things differently. And so if you're not willing to do things differently, we may not be a good fit. But, General? Okay. Uh huh. How do you run the program um, with your husband and boyfriend? Do you cook? And if you do, do you guys eat the same food? How does that work out for you? So the question was um, how do I basically live with my husband and yeah. around food and stuff. Um, do we eat the same food? Do we eat the same food? Yeah. Do you cook a different meal for him and then for you? Yeah. yeah. And I do not cook a different meal for him. He's really lovely. <laughs> he knows I'm a compulsive reader. Um, he's actually in another 12-step program. Um, so in our house, we actually pray and meditate together sometimes and we can honestly, openly talk about what's going on. We have regular check-ins. But the question was about the food. So, um, he, he, when we were dating, he knew that I eat really healthy. And so I've always been like a healthy eater. I've been in program for like 14 years. So my food really hasn't changed. So he knows how I eat. Um, so I do, all, I do most of the cooking. However, he's in cooking school right now. And um, it's really fun because I come home to a hot meal. It's so lovely. But um, before like the last week, we would... Um, I did most of the cooking, and so again, as mo- like the dinners would be approaching starch on a vegetable. I do eat gluten free. He knows he doesn't have to eat that way. He doesn't want sugar in the house, really either. So um, I've been very fortunate with that. But when we go out, you know, he may order dessert, and I'm just, it's, you know, the it's not my food. So it's not your food. It's not a problem. So I don't know that answer the question. Okay. Put on the orange, yeah. So um, the question was, how do I uh, keep program basically alive in my busy state? So I look at my week because my week my week changes every week, and I look at it and say, what what meetings am I going to go to? And get my meetings down first. And um, I still call my sponsor. Calling your sponsor doesn't take up time. I mean, it takes up time, but it doesn't like take up my whole time. I have two sponsors actually. So one of them I call every day. The other one I call best I can once a week. Um, and so there are many tools of the program. And so prayer meditation I do every morning. And I feel it when I don't do it because I ask for right thought, right action right behavior, to be given the strength, courage, energy to do whatever it is I need to be, do and be today. Um, I do, uh, right now I do a four-step workshop on Saturday, so I've been doing that for like four months now, so I'm on service to that meeting. Um, I talk to my sponsor, my sponsees, um, usually in the right home, and um, one thing I didn't say earlier is my abstinence is the number one thing. If I break my abstinence, I have nothing. Like I do not need to lose my lo- the, my, my my life. Um, I don't need I don't need to go there anymore. 
So I make my abstinence, my, my higher power, my abstinence, my program, number one. And I've learned that lesson, unfortunately. Like when I made other things, other people, places, and things first, I lost my abstinence. So to me, I don't need to, I don't, I've learned that lesson. I don't need to learn that one again. So for me, it's, it's my priority, my food plan, making my meals, the self-care. It's a priority. And everything else can wait. You know, there's something, some, it's not, it's imperfect, but that's the goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hi, thanks for sharing. Can you talk about uh, your higher power and whether you grew up with one concept changed or whether it changed when you're in program, just your trajectory? Sure. My higher power. Thank you for asking me that because I didn't share that much about that in the share. <clears throat> so when I first came, I grew up, um, and I'm not putting down any religion or anything, but I grew up Catholic, and um, it wasn't working for me. For me, it was a punishing God. Um, but they won't allow my mom into church because they got married or divorced, excuse me. So like it, it didn't make sense to me. But when I came to program, I'm just so grateful that they said choose your own sort, choose your own power, because I would have left skid marks if you would have told me how God is going to be and what you're going to do and what rules you follow. Um, I really connect with nature, and I can see the the sun, the stars, the moon, the Grand Canyon. No human power could have done that. No human power can control the waves. So when I stand at the beach and have the waves come in, I'm like, don't come in. They come anyway. So I realize that there's a power greater than myself. And I'm willing to, that's, like, that's all, it's a power I don't understand. I don't understand the higher power. I don't need to understand. I just need to, what I believe is that by connecting with the higher power, with because they have infinite power, infinite love, infinite energy, and I'm finite. And I have very, very limited, obviously very limited thinking, but energy and power. So when I tap into a power greater than myself, I can share that energy and transmit that energy. Mm-hmm. If you're, um, the question was, what if, what would I tell someone who's slipping in the food? Trying harder is not exact, is not one of the steps. <laughs> um, you know, because that's that's how I would do things. I would try harder. Like if I'm not getting an A, I would try harder. If the house isn't clean enough, I'd you know, comb the fringes of the carpet. So trying harder not isn't necessarily one of the steps. Um, one thing I would it's their experience and they have to experience whatever they're going to experience and if I'm their sponsor I'm saying this is what works for me um, you know ask you, like I had to be desperate I had to be humble I had to be honest and I would ask that person to get truly honest are you really doing all the things that you've been asked to do are you doing your writing are you doing your prayer meditation are you going to your meetings are you willing to believe that a power greater than yourself can help you? Are you willing to do the contrary action? Because for me, it was the contrary action that led me into right thinking. And, and the one minute pause, the one minute, the one minute became one hour, became nine years. And this program is not for those who need it. 
the program is for those who want it and by wanting it there's a there's a lot of work here there's a lot of work but I you know I'm with freedom from food and body obsession and with time away from the food I don't even want the food anymore so you know when I was when I first came to program I had to learn it for myself what was working for me what what didn't work for me and one of my um, someone told me along the way well maybe you haven't hit your bottom yet but pray to hit your bottom pray to be different pray to do different um, and really get honest write down your food call your food in uh, and, and then in all areas of my like step 12 and then practice these principles in all my affairs how am I driving how am I training am I, how am I treating others and sometimes I working in my whole life my food cleaned up yeah okay thank you When I'm in uh, self-will, I'm full of fear, I'm resentful, I'm restless, irritable, discontent, I'm, I'm not trusting my higher power, um, I'm not being of service, and um, I'm not acting behaviorally. So, uh, let's see. So in a, specifically in a, trying to think of a situation right now, but regarding the food, when my, like saying, oh, that cookie kind of sounds good, maybe I should have one, I would, my, I have, with experience, I can say that, that food doesn't work for you. That's not your food. And that sort of switches me off. If it's, you know, getting ready to jump in, to, like if I had a bad situation with a coworker and I want to tell everybody in the whole department of what's going on, sometimes I still do that because that's my old character and, it, you know, it, it feel, it's, the old character's been there for so long, it just automatically does it. However, the new character says, you know what, you need to go back and apologize. Actually, I have a situation where I'm at work I may, I may have been rude. I was in the critical situation, and I'm like, stop telling me everything at once. I can only just do one at a time. So it may come across as rude. So afterward, because I had to like also get my stuff done. <clears throat> so afterward, I went around and apologized to everyone in the trauma. I said, I'm sorry if I spoke rudely. Please let me know. And half the people didn't even notice. One person did, but that's because I think he's nutty anyways. Um, but anyways, see, there's, there's my old character jumping in, throwing my opinionated, fault-finding mind right away. So I can, see, I see you after it vomits out. So sometimes it's awareness and then acceptance and then action. So sometimes it's like, oh, there, there's the old stuff again. The acceptance is I'm human, but I'm willing to change. And the action is... Going once you start making amends in the in the moment, you don't want you don't that behavior stops pretty quickly. So, uh huh. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I, if I remember correctly, you said when you were traveling around, you stayed abstinent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe you were not able to get to many, if any, meetings. What other things did you use to stay abstinent? Mm-hmm. So the question. 
what were the, the question was what other tools that I use when I was traveling because um, obviously there was enough meetings so um, I traveled around the world for a year and a half and I went to like 20 different countries and so yes there were I only went to meetings and actually went to AA meetings in Japan and Thailand and those were the only meetings I went to actually New Zealand and Australia had OA meetings and I think I had enough I, I again made my abstinence my most important thing and thank you and um, I made my abstinence my most important thing I still did the writing I still carried the, the 12 and 12 around and my OA reader and actually literature is like an amazing thing it's great to tr like that's where God is portable you get to carry your um, your books with you or even photocopies like I if I'm going to be going away for a weekend I would make photocopies and staple it and put it in my suitcase because there's not enough room on the, now these days with the for the books so I would still do my literature I would still email co uh, fellows I would still call my sponsor um, and then I would go to meetings when I could and again it's sort of being the woman that my higher power wants me to be and so by practicing that everywhere and so how would I practice being of service to others when you're traveling around the world someone's taking photo okay I'll take a photo of you if you guys want to you want a group photo I can I can do that for you holding doors open um, smiling trying to learn a few words of the language like thank you and hello goes a long way and by again it's like building the new character and by doing different and by being different I become different and I stay abstinent I maybe have like a two minute question in the back when you ask your higher power for guidance how do you differentiate so the question was how do I know that the answer comes from higher power instead of my own mind um, I think it was sort of a similarly answered, but um, when I'm, I don't know, I don't know all the time, but I'm willing to, like in the big book it says, align myself with my higher power and do as I think he, he as my higher power would want me to do. And so if I'm in, if I'm letting in the sunlight of the spirit and I'm being of service and I'm practicing humility and being honest I'm usually in the ballpark if not it's not if not the home run right so but part of like the it's, this is a journey it's a process it's I learn more from my mistakes and doing it wrong wrong in quotation because there's no wrong and getting to go back to my higher power and say higher power this is what I learned show me how to do different show me the maybe have the new teacher appear show me how to do different help me be right side do the right thought right action and I'm usually back in the ballpark but you know there is no right there is no one right answer and when I'm willing to believe there's many answers and when I connect to my higher power there's infinite answers but I'm not the one who who gets to decide which was I do as I believe I'm being led but I don't decide okay this is the way it is because that itself does that make sense and usually if I'm in a hurry I want it now 
I want it my timeline, my time frame. It's usually self-will. If I'm willing to trust the process and willing to trust my higher power, that's usually the right... No, that's always the right answer. Uh-huh. I think that's all the time we had.